of the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. What up, everybody? What's going on? You are tuned in to the drive-in speaker box. It is Monday. Mm-hmm. It is eight o'clock Central Standard Time. It is November seventh, twenty twenty-two. We are back after our break, our Halloween break. We're sorry we missed you guys. I know Monday was a was Halloween, kind of an odd day to have the show because we're both Halloween people. And I had a big Halloween event, which was crazy. We had, I mean, we had so many people come in, even on a Monday. Everybody's like, "Is it gonna? You think it's gonna be crowded?" Halloween on a Monday? Yes, it was insane. We broke an all-time Monday sales record that day. It was bananas. But anyway, I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I am Slick Doggy the Grip. And uh, we're back, so uh, welcome. Thanks for joining us. We've been chatting uh, for a minute with our friends on Twitch uh, a little bit before the show. Uh, we're kind of getting in the habit of starting the Twitch stream a little bit earlier for just chits and chats because people have been asking for some of that behind-the-scenes exclusive bonus content where we talk about nothing like cereal and snacks. And um, some serious serious <laughs> cereal talk. It's it super cereal. Maybe it's like man bear. Maybe pig we should cereal. do like a parody of that NPR like cereal podcast, but it's just like ding 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 ding. Today on cereal, we talk about cinnamon toast crunch in all its varieties, and then it's like a, a one of that like the flashback noise and be like, let's go back to 1985, and and we just do like deep dives on cereal. Yeah, there are theme songs from commercials. And meanwhile, we're like eating the cereal. I think we should do that. Deep dives into into the history of cereals and just well, call it cereal. Strategic muting so no one has to hear the crunches. No, then it's an ASMR channel. And no, we get ASMR to sell it on people, like OnlyFans. ASMR is not up close noises. It's supposed to be pleasing noises. It's supposed to be something you're like, dude. Oh, but everyone's like, no, ASMR. <laughs> dude. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> there are so many people out there that. If we were just hot chicks, they would listen to us eat cereal. Oh, like, yeah. We could just rip ass into the microphones and have pink eye next pink week, eye. and everyone would be like, ASMR. Yeah, yeah dude, nice. Hell yeah. For real, let's do it. Uh, anyway, let's see. Shout-outs. Uh, Sam over on Facebook says, Dude and Dunettes, Major League, butt-kicking back in town. Uh, Dina says, shameless plug. Criterion DVDs are 50% off at Barnes & Noble. So they're uh, like 20% or 20 bucks. I was at Barnes & Noble Saturday, and I did not witness this, so that's upsetting. Well, uh, I believe Dina on YouTube is now working at Barnes & Noble, so you can go visit uh, Dina at our Northwest Arkansas, Barnes & Noble. Um, Where'd all the Squishmallows and Dragon Ball figures go? Uh, I don't I don't have an answer to that one. I hadn't been in our Barnes & Noble. I go there specifically for Dragon Ball figures. I didn't know they had toys. I thought I only had books. Um, no, they got board games and books. They got all sorts of sick board games. They got like uh, Warhammer 40K stuff. What? Yeah, have to check it out. But anyway, so we've been gone for a minute, uh, but we did catch some movies despite being uh, away. I caught uh, the Banshees of Inishirnan on uh, in the theater this week, and what did you catch, Jake? I watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and finally, after months of being released of elsewhere in the world, the United States finally got One Piece Red. Uh, so I made a trip to the theater to go watch that. Nice. So we will be talking about those a little bit later in the show. Uh, but first, we gotta we gotta catch up on some news. It's I mean I honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna full disclosure here. I've been this is my busy time. I have not been keeping up with news, so I'm leaning on Jake here to. Uh, oh my gosh, there's not me, a lot going on news. in the news. I'm I'm news poor right now because i mean I, I i saw that they were making like a24 is making a friday the 13th prequel series oh i didn't uh, see that brian fuller um uh, who the this is the only reason that it's, it's struck on my radar is because i really 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 like Thanks, brian Dana. fuller uh brian fuller is a, a, just an incredibly talented dude um and i think that with with 
A24 behind him and, um, you know, uh, a, a, a passionate thing that he's about, like the Hannibal series is one of my... <laughs> yeah, you really like I that. loved Hannibal. He did Dead Like Me, which I thought was great. Uh, American Gods, he did that um, adaptation of... Um, you know the the book of the same name. Uh, Pushing Daisies was actually pretty good. Brian Fuller, just a, <laughs> an incredibly underrated uh, a director. Um, I mean, Star Trek Discovery, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but I, I just I think that he would this would be a good project for him to do, especially with A24 being behind it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, well, of course, we got to talk about the really the the biggest news in 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 movies and TV and whatever, and that's. Uh, Henry Cavill's exit from The Witcher and how there's people on... I cannot believe... And and, and so, you know... Export, I'll get to One Piece Red here in a little bit when we do our review portion. Stick around. Um, yeah, so I've been, I've been reading a lot of stuff. There's a lot of people on there going, well, because he's returning as Superman, they're not going to let him be Geralt. And, uh... Um, well, he's the one that's leaving. Well, and I thought, like, it wasn't... It was, like, less than a year ago where he's like, I really love being Geralt. I love all these books. I've been helping out with the scripts. I'm gonna be here through seven seasons. You can count on me. I'm uh, Henry Cavill. I don't know if he said that, but there... The, a lot of the things I watched and read and everything is that Henry Cavill's... He's straight up, like, a big nerd. He's, like, mm-hmm. king of the nerds, right? And, uh, he kind of hates a lot of things on that show because while he cares about the source material and he's a fan of the video games and a fan of the books and he knows the character inside and out and he's he knows everything Geralt and Roach and the world of the Witcher and all the stuff uh, the producers and the writers are like the rest of the producers and writers of everything and they don't care they yeah, don't they're they like don't. well we started the few first few episodes that way but let's make it our own let's what if let's, he rode a laser motorcycle yeah yeah they're like let's put our name on this because who cares about the people that created this and and have a lot of input in it and have made it beloved uh, around the world let's put our dumbass names on this and then uh what i've read is that henry cavill you know on set and everything is like well but Geralt wouldn't do that oh the witchers aren't really like that that's not really that doesn't jive these monsters wouldn't and everyone's like shut up cavill idiot yeah i would i like as dina said um i can see him nerd rage quitting uh and you know i would i would do the same thing if i was like on a project and everybody was just like you know just totally taking you know uh super super un un uncivil liberties with with things that i cared about i'd be like fuck this let's get out of here i am kind of with sam here where he said you had me at laser motorcycle like <laughs> it the, turning it into kung fury would be the best uh but liam hemsworth i think is quite possibly the stupidest decision they could ever get um because you cannot unsee a hemsworth and mm. you know i th- i felt like henry cavill was very much Geralt. like he became that character in a way that actors do when they're very talented and they become those characters and you can separate you're like hey that's henry cavill that's superman i didn't think superman when i saw Geralt. i was like that's that's Geralt of rivia and like that that was that was it but with when well, he even it, tried to recreate the voice actor from the games like kind of gruffness and stuff because that became so synonymous with that character being dry and monotone and the way that Geralt is in the games you know I just feel like the Hemsworths are always the Hemsworths on screen and and maybe I'll be impressed I don't know but I'm not I'm not holding my Uh, breath there's times where each of them have been really good though I just I don't know just I don't want to like it feels weird he this Hemsworth is like he was the only good part of that movie with uh, Rebel Wilson where she woke up in the um, rom-com world she like bonked her head and woke up in the rom-com world and he was like the handsome guy and she's like super into him and he does everything for her but it turns out that he's a butthole man so that she can just was this like an overboard remake or something no no they did that that was called overboard and it was uh, everyone forgot about it this one was called like Hit your head, Dream World rom com movie. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I watched and reviewed it on this show because it was one of those weeks where it was like, "What are we gonna watch?" And I was like, "Oh, I guess I'll watch this." Uh, he was the only good part of it. 
is is basically the point of that story. So there's dumb movies out there where he's the good part. So who knows? We'll man. see. I mean, I'm going to watch it because, you know, it's The Witcher. But Well, uh, talking video games and Netflix, it was announced today uh, on Netflix's Elon Musk Twitter bird feed uh, <laughs> that he uh, that there is going to be a Gears of War live action and adult animated series. Uh, Large Web, isn't it romantic? That's the name of the movie. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no. Well, so Gears of War has been one of those things. I guess people have wanted to have a series of for a while, and it could lend itself to being a pretty cool sci-fi series because you have the locust and the humans and the fights and stuff in between. Uh, all you have to do is remove the um, fire from cover element, and it becomes an action movie, I guess. Really, yeah. um, but. After what happened with Halo. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But it's also super violent. You cannot have faith in these production companies to, uh, to, to handle this material with any sort of care. And it just... This is all well, just like, being churned who, out. Who do you cast to be the, like, ultra beefed out bulkier than any human ever characters of Gears of War. Dave Batista's. Okay. All right. All right. You solved it. There you go. That's really about the only guy you can get. He's getting too old for that. Kind of like Hugh Jackman. They were talking about this week that in the new, you know, the new Deadpool, there's going to be a lot of Wolverine, but most of his scenes are going to be CGI because he's like 70 million. No, I think that's like a fake out. I think he's like 56. Is that right? Yeah, but I mean, even Tom Cruise is like, you can't like pull his shirt off and go full on like, all right, shink bub, you know? He does. Tom Cruise does. Why wasn't Tom Cruise Wolverine? He just, he should have been. He's the right height. He, uh, yeah. He'd be like laughing a lot <laughs> with his claws out. <laughs> there was some Facebook reel of Ben Stiller dressed as Tom Cruise right next to Tom Cruise and he said something crazy and Tom Cruise looked at him and then they both did, did the, the Tom Cruise laugh at uh-huh. the same time and I got really tickled about it. No, Tom Cruise would have been great. Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise does still do that. I think they're doing a fake out because Hugh Jackman can still do all of that stuff, man. Yeah, I, I mean, don't I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, there's dudes out there. Stallone is still out there making stuff. Uh, and speaking of, in Stallone news, he's like 76. Yeah, he's up there. And uh, he's doing this um, uh, 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 King of Tulsa or whatever series. Mm-hmm. So they, they did an interview with him recently. And there's going to be what he says. He's still hopeful for there being a Rambo prequel. And he made it sound like there might be some uh, more Rambo in the works. But being a prequel, of course, it won't be him. Right. Uh, But more Rambo to come, potentially. Uh, And then uh, I lost it. Where were the... Oh, Rocky. The Rocky stuff. So Creed 3 trailers all over the place with um, Mr. Movie in it. What's his name? The guy that's going to be Kang the Conqueror. That's the bad guy in Creed 3. That is... That guy. He's in, in all the uh, things right now. some airplane movie. He uh, he was in uh, uh, um, the Candyman remake. He's in every movie ever. Jonathan Majors. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy are in everything. All the, the movies. The two of them were in every movie ever made ever. Uh, yeah, Lowe's with Liam Hemsworth as young Rambo. Wasn't Liam Hemsworth in that, like, Wolverine's remake? The um, Red Dawn remake that they did? Uh, as basically a young Rambo? So, yeah, because Chris Hemsworth was in it. Yeah, I think both the Hemsworths were in it. It wasn't a bad remake. It wasn't, it was, you know. I mean, it wasn't. It was there, uh, but so so the uh, the Rambo thing or uh, Cree, uh, uh, Rocky thing. Apparently, they wanted another Rocky, but after uh, Stallone heard about this, he's like, "Okay, I've been doing Rocky for fifty years. Uh, we're gonna do it different because it's my movie. I made it. I wrote it. I starred in it. I directed all but the first of them. You're going to have to give me." M- ownership of my stuff and the dude uh erwin winkler uh, in his uh biography that he released that's when stallone was like hey 
bro. <laughs> Dude. I'm friggin' Rocky. Give me Rocky. I invented it. I am it. It's who, what everyone associates it with. And that dude was like, nah. And so that's why you get a Creed 3 with no Rocky because Stallone was ready to do it, but Michael B. Jordan tried to take control and Erwin Winkler dude was like, yeah, it's Rocky's mind, not yours, Stallone. And Stallone's like, you know what? Try to have Rocky without Rocky, you buttholes. And uh, made his exit uh, of that, but he said it was like an unfortunate thing. And now He's we're credited as a producer, but that's it. Yeah, okay. And, and so uh, now we're just getting a Rocky Three remake. I mean, is this not, is every trailer not just a Clubber Lang Pretty much. recap? <laughs> And they announced the uh, the Drago uh, spinoff, and uh, Stallone was like, uh, "No, that's stupid. I'm I invented this stuff. This is from my brain." And they're like, "No, Drago's." They spin-off. famous Amos him. Yeah, yeah, and I guess him and um, uh, Drago, what's his name? Help me out here. Oh, Did the, the actual guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, jeez, oh, if you hadn't, uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, they've they've made up since then, but um, Stallone properties just all over the place. When are we gonna get a Tango and Cash sequel? That's that's really all I need. Do you, do you need a Tango? And I Cash? mean, it's perfect. It's, it's a perfect. Movie. It's a perfect movie. They that that movie should have had a sequel. That the, movie of all movies that didn't get a sequel and needed one, Tango and Cash. No, no sequel necessary. In our action so movie card game that they we were gifted. Thank you. They could have had any it's other the perfect movie for that. They could have had another bad guy where they're just like <laughs> and then like, you know, uh, what what action shenanigans and hijinks could they get into because they were already cops and they were good well, cop and bad cop and they were wrongfully arrested and they made a prison break and then they and were they in a nightclub ja- with Jack cross dressers yeah, no, and then the they have like and Robert Zadar was there they have giant machinery and they yeah. have a showdown and there's machine a, guns with exploding and then cocaine was everywhere yeah that was and, the best movie and uh, <laughs> uh, cash wears ladies clothes on a motorcycle like velvet santa said you saw tango and cash on the laser disc at goodwill the other day of all the things that you messaged me in my dms and you didn't send me that and you also didn't buy that from me i am ashamed i will take Uh, half as many teenage ninja turtles memes and i will take all the tango and cash memes like come on sir laser disc uncompressed audio for the theme song that he was just doing that is like google it that is the tango and Cash. also there's that guy with the crazy face that they punch robert zadar with the monster chin like he was very famous for that like very deformed looking face yeah Yeah. so bad tango and cash has everything it's a perfect movie you don't need a sequel because what would they do what would they do in the sequel it'd just be i mean it'd be like die hard too you know, they'd be, they'd, you know, just be more of the same. It's going to be in the cold yeah, it'd on be a like, plane? They're, like, on vacation, or they're, like, like like they did with Bev- time- like Beverly Hills Cop. They're, like, ah, you know, you're off duty. You're not supposed to be here. It'd be, like, Tango and Cash, and instead of being in, you know, whatever city, they're, like, in, in Miami. And, uh, and then there's, like, more cocaine, right, because it was the 80s. And then they're down there, and, you know, like, Tango is just, like, hey, we should be, you know, uh, like, doing it up right with suits and all this kind of stuff. And he's got a really cool car and cash is just like yeah but we should be on the strip in my like my my jean booty shorts and he's like skating down picking up chicks right and then well why is he picking up chicks if he's already scored terry hatcher because they the broke movie. up that's what always happens in the that's sequel what always Ju- happens yeah because yeah. d- terry hatcher was like got famous and she didn't want to be in it anymore so it's like oh well she got her career and she's in in europe right now and then yeah but if know, that's how it always goes down if you're like a skeezy dude like cash how do you let like a cool chick like terry hatcher Hatcher slide, bro. You, well, Terry Hatcher's the one that, that called it off because she she got a job in Europe and he couldn't go or something because he had because like his passion for fighting crime was too strong. She's a go go dancer. What what job yeah, would but, she get? But remember, she was like working on her degree or something mm. like they were all doing back then. It's just like yeah, I'm only I'm only stripping to pay for college, which is like you know. The, Welcome back to the Tango and Cash Hour, <laughs> dude. I, I love <laughs> we this could do movie. this. We're talking about the sequel. 
We're talking about the sequel. We're writing the script right now. I'm telling you right now, if we talk about this long enough, it will manifest itself into an Apple Plus series. Like, I'm telling you. Stallone, we want producer credits. Also, friendship. I want to hang out with Stallone. You remember they did, like, that stupid Lethal Weapon series? What was it? Damon Wayans was in that or something? Like, come on. Yeah, it was actually really successful. Speaking of Wayans, I did catch that Marlon Wayans, like, Halloween Town movie or whatever it was, and it was all right. Well, so as if Lopez versus Lopez wasn't enough on TVs at your house, you're also now, it was announced, talking movie TV news, you're going to have a uh, Wayans and Wayans TV show again with, with Damon Wayans and Damon Wayans Jr. All the Wayans. They should have a they should have a uh, like Which, a, an it, opinion show called Weigh In with Weigh Ins. Oh, that's a million dollar idea. Boom. Uh, Keenan Ivory or anyone of you, if you're watching, credits, credits, yep, credit them up. Uh, also, if you've never watched My Wife and Kids, that's a really good TV show. Actually, I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, anyway, we got to talk about more stuff because we got a lot of movies to review. Um, let's talk about movies that are coming out in theaters this week. Oh, in and talking Kurt Russell, the next of kin TV series. Next, next, next of kin. <laughs> nice. Uh, so there are some movies coming out this weekend in theaters. Let's get to them. Uh, this weekend, of course, being November 11th, this Friday. There's, um, of course, only one big one that's hitting theaters. There is a small Apple Plus original film that was getting a small theatrical release. I don't original. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get a wide release, but it does say in theaters and Apple TV starting November 11th. It is Spirited with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, it's a musical version of Charles Dickens' story of a miserly mythanthrope who's taken a magical journey. It's Scrooged. It is exactly Scrooged with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I watched the trailer and it's 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 Scrooged. It's Scrooged. And, um, you know, Will Ferrell and... Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. So uh, clearly, Ryan Reynolds is playing the the Bill Murray part, and Will Ferrell is, I guess, all the ghosts. Yeah, or just the ghost of Christmas present. That's that oh no, I guess he is all just of them. all the ghosts. Just yeah, cause because he's they Marley. need more comedy. Yeah, he, um, he's Cratchit, and uh, uh, he's just also the yeah, because they need Christmas present joke because they need Elf, the guy from Elf. Um, I mean, I'd probably watch it. So Vince says it's been on Apple TV for about a week now. I had no interest. It was getting a theatrical release this weekend, so I thought I'd mention it. Uh, Also, another one of those, like, probably in limited theatrical release, but coming out on streaming called The Friendship Game, has Peyton List, the up-and-comer. Yeah, from uh, Karate Karate Kid. Kid. Yeah, Um, uh, Cobra Cobra Kai. So um, it's about a group of teenagers in a small town discovering a strange object that tests the strengths of their friendship. Um, Yeah. You know, it's probably going to disappear into the mist. But uh, the movie that everybody's going to be seeing and lining up in the theaters to make, you know, uh, Disney a, a billion dollars for, you know, and, and, and the, the, the marketing for this is just so panderingly disgusting to me. Um, because, like, Disney, and I don't understand how no one seems to be noticing this but me, but they're just like, like they literally were going two underrepresented minorities coming together on screen and with superheroes and it's like Samoans and black people and it's like can we not can we just make a movie starring these people and not make it a movie about us making a movie starring these people um because it made too much money last time and that it's just like and and people are 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 missing the point that Disney is taking advantage of and and manipulating us this way. It's like we can have these stories. There's plenty of amazing diverse ethnic stories out there to be told, but when they are marketed to us in such a way where we want to champion Disney for doing us such a fucking service of putting a Samoan guy in a lead role, like that's the first time it's ever been done. Like and then patting themselves figuratively on the back in their own trailers and 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 then making us worship them for doing this. I think it is just it's gross. And and they're using they're u- using diversity as a a lottery ticket and is, i think it's gross is Namor is it more Samoan? it's like one of those island countries um i can't i, I don't have my notes um Let's see. The guy that's uh, Tenoch Huerta is the guy that's playing it, and he is. Um, 
let's see, he is uh, of Aztec and Perpetua origin. Origin. So there you go. So he's Aztec. Um, That's a lot different. Well, I'm thinking, you know, like, um, what's the, when they did it Black with... Black Adam, Rock. The Rock, yeah, he's Samoan. Um, but anyway, they're, it's just, the way they're marketing it is, is, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Am I going to go see it? Of course I'm going to go see it. I really don't but want to. I'm, I'm going to have to go see it. Like, I um, feel like I have to, I don't want to. And I, and, and also, like, man... I watched the last one. I didn't... You know, they're I'd also, seen Lion King before. Well, they, they're they also kind of using this as a way to, you know, like, oh, let's go ahead and pay tribute to the to the dead the dead guy, but also, remember this, we're going to sell a lot of money and, you know, probably not give any proceeds to his family. Because, um, you know, like we just covered with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I only have Coke to sip. Yes, um, I mean, I do have vanilla vodka, but, um, I mean, you know. We'll see. Um, Maybe I'll watch Wakanda Forever. I don't know. I I feel like it's going to be three and a half hours of my life that I'd rather have for myself instead of Disney. I just, yeah, Disney, I'm just so mad at them for constantly taking advantage of us. I'm pouring this. That's what's coming out. Those are your movies. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever coming out in theaters gonna take all of our money and then they're gonna act like they're they're god's gift to um inclusion when in in fact they are the opposite disney is the devil and they are well that's because they got ryan coogler out there doing his thing uh man that's good um okay that's coming out in theaters let's talk hulu live is going up another ten dollars vince says Man, I'm so glad I dropped that way back when I did because when I first got it, it sounded like such a good idea. It was like $40 a month for live TV and I can drop my cable service. Heck yeah, dude, this is going to be the best idea. And then it got more and more and more and more and more expensive. And uh, even though I paid for live TV and no commercials, commercials started finding its way in and the digital DVR doesn't work the way it's supposed to because when you wanted to watch WWE Raw, and had it set to record, you still only got the two-hour version instead of the full three-hour that you set it to record on. Screw Hulu, bro. Screw Lou. It's, it's more like it, right? Sometimes. Okay. Um, let's talk about Weird, the Weird Uncle. Yeah, Weird but talking about streaming services and commercials, uh, yeah, I watched uh, this weekend the new release, finally, finally here, Weird, the Al Yankovic story on the Roku channel, which you can watch just by going to Roku.com. You don't have to have a Roku device or anything, but if you do, it's going to be right there. Uh, or you can download the Roku app on like Samsung and wh- whatever else if you have smart TVs and everything there. Um, in short, it's Weird, you know, uh, written, produced by Weird Al. Uh, he helped with the casting and everything like that. Daniel Radcliffe is incredible right like he's just the best in this and he's ridiculously ripped and this is actually more there there's more action elements in it than there is like biographical and if you expect any reality or any truth of weird al's life to uh to be in this in in any place just drop that notion right now. Uh, the whole thing spawned... What are you talking about? It? It's all true. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole thing spawned from Weird Al had, like, goofy vignettes that would play during his concerts of, like, him and Madonna and stuff like this. And people, I guess, kept uh, they kept saying, when is this going to be a movie? When do we get the full video? When do we get the entire thing? And he's like, I'll make it happen. Uh, and so this movie tells the story of his entire life. <laughs> From from young childhood until his untimely death in 1985. <laughs> 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 and it's his rise to the top, the absolute pinnacle of music, the, the most famous musician in the world, ripped off by people like Michael Jackson, uh, uh, abused by people like Madonna, 
who just wanted to further their own careers with Weird Al's success as an original songwriter uh, and the world's maybe not greatest, but definitely in the top two accordion players in a very niche <coughs> music genre. Um, it's incredible, man. I, I don't I don't know what else to say here. Um, every Do you have to be a Weird Al fan to enjoy this movie? No. Okay. That's the uh, question. You don't have to be a fan of Weird Al's, but if you are, it helps. Knowing who the, the people that are being portrayed are makes it even better, but you definitely don't have to. Um, and I think one of our, our viewers here, uh, yeah, Vince, who we talked about it in the uh, Discord a little bit, the cameos made in this movie, especially in like the in one scene where he's at like Dr. Demento's pool party and just all of these musicians are there is the best and it feels like a yacht rock episode at parts <laughs> and and there's 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 parts of it where if you do know the history of weird Al or if you know his songs and his discography and stuff you see it coming but there's other parts where they set it up and you're like oh it's gonna be this song for sure and then they just leave you hanging on purpose they're like no that forget it awesome uh it's kind of like dina said one, one thing that she said on youtube that i thought was it, it's cool because again how that internet affects you know what we what we see uh this all came from a funnier die skit it was like a fake trailer on funnier mm-hmm. die and and now here we well have this is a funnier die production yeah so it, it's a production of theirs and dina says yeah dewey cox uh walk hard it's very walk hard, and and his dad is a definitely like a the wrong kid dad <laughs> like type dude. Uh, which walk hard is the best music biopic that's ever been made. This this is a uh, a strong hard, contender for for a tie uh, for best biopic. It 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 parodies biopics is the whole thing because it does like you know the the Queen one. It does like Doors. Um, you know, he has his, the, the drugs and his wild phase. There's parts where he like just rampantly murders people. Uh, you know, like the the whole thing is beyond ridiculous. And, um, as someone who was an extreme Weird Al fan in my youth, I've seen him in concert no less than three times. Um, I really liked it, you know, but I don't think you have to be a fan of Weird Al's to like it because the whole thing is it's so ridiculous. Um, it's a comedy. I mean, that's the... And then McLean asks, is this the UHF sequel that Weird Al never wanted to write? It's not a sequel, but there's a lot of elements I mean, of I, UHF in it. I haven't seen it, but it kind of feels like, you know, what uh, um, they did with this is Spinal Tap. It's like there's they're not real, but it's a biopic about a not real band that is real. But well, sort and of so it spoofs Spinal Tap too, and it even has all um, what's his face uh, Lenny from Laverne and Shirley, the main guy in Spinal Tap. Why yeah, can't yeah, I yeah. remember his name? He's he's in it. Oh, okay. Like he's a cameo there. It spoofs even the mo- the 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 biopic spoofs. You know, like everything's there. Michael McKean. There we go. Uh, it's it's a fun movie, Bionic. man. It's just a, it's a it's a good time. It's a fun movie, uh, very much like UHF and Walk Hard uh, fused together. It's not as weird as UHF. It's not as uh, comedy hard hitting as Walk Hard, but it it has weird comedy and it's all right there and every part of it is enjoyable and fun and off the wall and stupid it yeah uh, dare to be stupid man right on i had a, I had a good time with it watch it i i, 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 I want to see it I, I'm, I'm, and I'm it's two hours it's like a full movie it sounds awesome <laughs> I, I, I want to see it really I'm, gonna, good. I'm gonna get a chance to soon hopefully um anyway um the movie that i watched this week which is in theaters, uh, not many theaters, only about 900 theaters nationwide, but it is playing here in uh, northwest Arkansas, which um, I'll go ahead and start by saying if you have any interest in this movie, go see this movie. It's in theaters. I highly recommend it. 
It is the new film from Mar uh, Martin McDonough. It is called Banshees of Inishernan. Um, this movie is the fourth movie uh, from director Michael McDonough. He's he's a playwright. Uh, I have I love all of his films. Um, I remember when I first watched his first movie uh, in Bruges back in two thousand eight. Uh, in Bruges again, uh, it, it's it's a dark comedy. Uh, it's, if you've never seen it, it's got Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, who are the two guys that star in this new film, Banshees of Inishinern. And, uh, you know, Seven Psychopaths, he came out in 2012, uh, which I really enjoyed. And then he uh, got a lot of critical acclaim from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing's Missouri, which he did in 2017. And now this new film uh, just came out, Banshees of Inishernan. Um The thing about Martin McDonough that I think is not for everyone is because he is a playwright. You know, that's kind of what he does and dialogue is really big for him and it's also what makes his movies really cool and really unique and really engaging because his ability to write dry fun quick dark humorous dialogue is unmatched like this dude he can he can write characters and 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 their interactions between each other like no one ever seen on screen like it's it's so much fun um let me see here uh <laughs> Oh, it's still talking about biopics. Yeah, um, well, not Ashley said it. it's weird hearing us say biopic because I never heard it. Yeah, always thought it was biopic. And uh, one of our other uh, listeners here, Vint, said, yeah, I hate it when it's pronounced that way, but it's catching on. And biopic. Yeah, call the weeb. So with the weeb Weebs. emote. Yeah. Um, anyway, this film, um, you know, Banshees, as I'm going to just shorten it to, um, is a bit of a challenging movie. It's not a movie that I would recommend for everyone. Is it? It's really great to see Brendan Gleeson and uh, Colin Farrell kind of reunite again um, for another role in one of Martin's films. Uh, of course, playing very, very different characters. But this movie is about these two guys that live in, um, you know, it's like 1920s uh, Ireland. And they uh, are, are buddies, and one of them just decides he's going to um, just not be friends with the other one anymore. Um, one of them, he's getting older. He's trying to focus on his arts, his, his life. Which one? Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Um, Brendan Gleeson's like, you know, I'm over no. Colin Farrell. I and mean, when you and, say one of them is getting older, I was like, oh. And, and Colin Farrell's kind of like this lovable doofus. He's, you know, everybody in the village, you know, the, he's kind of wouldn't be the village idiot, but everybody's just kind of like, okay, yeah, he just kind of yammers on and, uh, you know, uh, everybody kind of puts up with him. Heart of gold kind of guy, but, you know, one of those dudes you'd, you don't want to tell to shut up, but sometimes you're like, oh, I wish he would just shut up. Anyway, Brendan Gleeson decides, like, okay, just stop talking to me. I, when you're around, like, you know, I, I can't focus on anything i need to i i'm trying to write uh a fit he's we're trying to write a fiddle piece he's trying to you know fiddle, fiddle piece. piece you know you know the fiddle piece and uh he you know constantly being bothered by colin farrell and to a point where he's like look if you don't stop talking to me if you come up and talk to me again i'm gonna cut one of my fingers off and i'm gonna th i'm gonna leave it at your front door that this is how this is this is how freaking serious i am and ends up happening right and then it's like whoa the shit's really real and to really try to describe what a martin mcdonough movie is about is nigh impossible um but it's a that's the catalyst and the rest of the story is about this village reacting to these two guys relationship and the way that martin writes these characters and these characters interact you can see so much of their relationship with one another, the relationship with people in the village, the unspoken relationship between the two of them when they can't talk to each other. And it's just so much of this interesting spotlight of this tiny village in the 1920s. Um, and and you're, just, you're just drawn in. And it's, it's macabre. It's dark. It's not a happy movie. It does not end on a happy note. Um, but the journey 
is is heartwarming and tragic and uh you just you you've kind of fallen in love with these characters uh because they're both they're both wrong you know and uh and and it seems like there's so much about life that could just be fixed with a simple conversation or a simple bit of understanding that that you know escalates to a point the movie is about escalation really mm. and and um like and in every tv show or they're like you kissed so and so and no one's ever like actually they thrust themselves on me and i was like whoa back off not cool and like, oh really is that what happened okay problem solved but instead they're like oh, oh, oh and now there's conflict um velvet says it sounds like a film that needs a blooper reel in the credits um let's see let's see oh are they still talking about biopic um yeah this movie uh it's i, I it's so hard to explain but I think that this is a movie that everybody needs to see. Um, much like if you've never seen Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, watch that movie. If you've never seen In Bruges, watch that movie. Seven Psychopaths, take it or leave it. Um, but but you you are in for a treat watching any one of uh, Martin McDonough's films, and it's 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 incredibly incredibly Irish. So uh, some of the words are going to be uh, difficult to find. Hit hit those subtitles if you got them. Um, or get one of those little things that have subtitles because uh, there's a, a lot of a lot of uh, you know old Irish uh, and you're like what the fuck did they just say but you just try to piece it together um, Vince says I love Colin Farrell but when he will do a movie that's not paint by numbers sarcasm of course I love his interesting film choices phone booth um, yeah the phone, phone booth, booth is actually a really good, good. movie uh, and these two guys are just so lovely to watch on screen just like in Bruges uh, Dina says in Bruges extremely underrated film but beloved by all who see it yes and that was you know early Peter Dinklage um, another another uh, up-and-comer hey thanks for the sub Lodge web um, not Alice she says subtitles all the time who watched a movie without subtitles and like you, you got the subtitles are, are amazing but uh, but this is playing in Northwest Arkansas I highly recommend it um, it's really hard to describe what this movie's about but just like any of his other movies you can't describe it you just have to experience it and it's it's a movie about life and really weird circumstances in life and uh, and how they play out so uh, another um, fantastic um, movie in his repertoire again not a guy that directs very often and uh, such a treat to be able to see this movie in the theater there you go uh, Banshees of Inishernan in theaters right now only in a handful of theaters across the country uh, I want to 895 theaters right now so uh, it's a Fox Searchlight Pictures product or, or distribution piece so. hmm. okay Lodge Web said bromance film. No, they like I said, it does not end happily. Um, There, they spoiler alert: they don't make up. Um, But you know, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. So it's it's definitely not a bromance. It's it's a feud. It is a feud. You know what's a good movie about Ireland and people that don't get along? Uh, uh, uh. I just lost the title. The one with John Wayne where he goes to Ireland and he punches that dude a lot. Oh, gosh. I thought you were going to say like that Kenneth Branagh movie. Um. No, it's like John Wayne and he goes to Ireland and uh, he he's hooking up with this lady. and uh, her Quiet Man? Yeah, The Thanks, Quiet man. Man's the titties, man. That movie rules. Because then John Wayne and this dude with a big face just punch the hell out of each other. It's a good-ass movie. Well, speaking of punching, you watched One Piece Red. Yeah, hey, you're talking about subtitles and foreign films and punching people real hard. Uh, I did. I I went and I watched One Piece Red, finally available in the U.S., uh, one of the last places to get this movie. It's been in Japan for like two months, three months. It was given another release uh, in a few other countries not long after and a few more um the day before we got it then we finally got it on november 4th and i made it a point to go watch it this weekend with my brother it's actually got a pretty wide release right now in the u.s it's in over 2300 theaters which i thought was very surprising nice i think with the success of the dragon ball z movie they're like well let's let's try this again well a lot of anime movies there's that one um what's what's the one you watched about the train the train to busan the weeb no the weeb train uh demon slayer 
okay, yeah, that one was a big success. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Ball movies have been a big deal. Um, and, yeah, so One Piece. A lot of weebs with a lot of money. Yeah, well, I walked into this. So, funny story real quick. Me and my brother walked into the theater because I got him into One Piece way back. I've been reading One Piece, or I started reading One Piece when it was still pretty fresh, at, manga-wise, and... Um, you know, I got out of it for a long time, kind of getting back in. It's one of those things. I don't know. I'm not really an anime. It's like a soap opera. It's been going on forever. It has been. Yeah. Since the nineties. Um, but if we walked in the theater and I didn't see anyone and I go, Oh wow. A theater with no weebs. In it. And then my brother goes, <laughs> and it was like one dude sitting there and it was a mirror yeah but then after no. <laughs> no it was some guy but after we sat down who was in the same row as us uh unfortunately uh in piled the weebs in their He's straw like, hey guys want a pocky yeah <laughs> in piled the weebs with all their straw hats on and everything like that which by the way the people that were in the theater with me who were pulling your phones out during a subtitled foreign film we've all waited months to see and it's something that's there for people that just really want to be there fuck you you know like why are you on your phone in a movie that's in a foreign language that's subtitled that we've waited months to have after it's released somewhere else but before that even longer of a wait to have this um you're awful you're terrible i i hope that they use you to push into Hitler's butthole in hell as punishment for both of you because you're you're a terrible person. Fuck Hitler's you. butthole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't pull your phone out in the theater. Don't be a don't be a prick. Um, so anyhow, One Piece Red. Wow, what a animated journey of J-pop. Was there music? It was all music. Was it a musical? A k- in a way, yeah. So, uh, One Piece Red uh, lies to you by telling you that it's a movie about the red hair pirates. It gets the name Red. It has Shanks on the poster. Shanks is a character introduced in Chapter 1. He's the idol of, of Luffy. He's who Luffy aspires to be. He's the reason that Luffy's a pirate. He's the reason that One Piece exists as a series. And he's one of the most powerful people on the planet in this universe because he has the most powerful hockey and he doesn't he doesn't mess around. Hockey? Yeah, it's like uh energy. Okay, gotcha. Ho- oh, hockey. Yeah, hockey. Like yeah, yeah, like Hadouken. Hadouken. Yeah. Hockey energy. How was it again? Hadouken. Okay. I nailed it with that because it had the, the ruffle. Um, so Shanks is like the ultimate badass in the world, right? No, no one tops Shanks. He's a Yonko. He's the, the, the top tier of pirates. And they're like, you're going to get to see Shanks. You're going to get to learn about his life. You're going to get to know everything you want to know about Shanks. You're going to get to see Ben Beckman. You're going to get to see Yasop. You're going to get to see his entire crew. And going into the movie, I was like, we're going to get to see Usopp and Yasop. Like Yasop is Usopp's dad. And they've been separated forever. And Usopp wants to be a pirate just like his dad, but he's never been able to be around his dad because his dad's on a crew with Shanks and they're sailing around the 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 Grand Line and the New World because he becomes a fucking Yonko, you know? There's, there's there's zero emotional payoff in this, and that's like a hallmark. I felt like you went in there like really wound up tight. Yeah, because it promised so many things. And the whole thing about One Piece is that you you get character development out the ass you get emotional build and payoff and like i'm i'm rereading one piece manga right now from the beginning and every story arc i go through i get i get like uh, it wells up a little bit yeah you cry watching anime no not watching anime reading the manga dude don't watch anime anime's for weebs um <laughs> but it's a, it's an emotional build, and there's so many emotional high points and low points, and it's a roller coaster ride through the whole series, and it has songs and music and callbacks and things that make you feel things. And this this movie is like, well, what if the world of One Piece, which is a pirate setting with with low technology, thanks, Nine Alishley, um, what if they had a super electronica J-pop star that broadcast herself to the world? And spoiler, she's the bad guy. Well, rightfully so. Her voice traps people's souls within her world of music, 
and um, they have to figure out a way to escape. And it brings in the the cool thing is it does bring in like every character you could even think of, like all of Big Mom's crew that you care about shows up. All of the red hair pirates are there. The the straw hat crew is there, and you get some of your favorite Marines that show up, um, and with some t- tertiary appearances by some of the others that you would want to see more from. Uh, but but the whole movie is just a showcase of J-pop, unfortunately. And when it gets to the action scenes, finally, after like an hour and a half of waiting through dumbass friggin' J-pop and unexplained powers, you you get to the action scene and it's so obscured by the bright colors and the rainbow effects and and the the star bright bullshit in the background. You don't even get to in, enjoy the action, and the there's no interaction with Usopp and Yasop. There's no interaction with Luffy and Shanks. You don't get to have like these like moments that are worth paying the price of a movie ticket to have, and and then it just ends. And leaving you hanging. Yeah, I, I was. <clears throat> very disappointed extremely disappointed in 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 everything about the movie except there's some callbacks to the early adventures you see scenes that line up and they're like that like transparency and you're like oh look there's there's bone clay there's garp there's the island where this happened and and the mayor from luffy's home and and you get you get to see all these things but but the majority of the movie is listening to J-pop over <laughs> and, did and over. Did you love it? No, man. I didn't want to watch. Um, uh, oh man, what's her name? With the green hair, the CGI J-pop star. Uh, crap, I can't. I can't think of it. Green pigtails, J-pop, CGI. Uh, uh, I don't know that one. I don't think anybody knows. Yeah, everyone knows. Um, something, something, Miki Hanatsumiki. I don't know. Sounds the, good. the The point is, it was it was a CGI J-pop nonsense movie that had very little One Piece involved in it, and and like One Piece was the setting to get some music on screen, and and that was upsetting. And um, uh, un- unfortunately for that, uh, that's what's going on for people that are watching the anime. They've tried to bring this character in uh, as a filler arc while they're waiting for more Wano stuff to happen. But since Oda released some artwork for the movie uh, on the internet the other day, I, I will say a spoiler, but it's been showcased. You do get to see animated Luffy Gear 5 okay which is pretty sick it's a brand new thing in the manga it's like a brand new thing gear five ladies and gentlemen in the theater it's pretty cool but you only get to see it for like two seconds but on the big screen yeah other other than that it's it's just a a j-pop featurette uh you get very little kizaru you get very little fujitora you get very little akainu you get very little Akagami pirates. Jeez, not yeah. the Akagami pirates. The red hair pirates. Shanks, Jeez, Shanks, Shanks's crew. crew. I don't know any of these things. I well, need to watch One Piece. You do <coughs> need to watch One Piece. It's what amazing. It's incredible. Read the manga like I'm doing. Okay. Um, but the the point of it is, it's if if you're if, if you're a fan of One Piece, it's a letdown for sure. I think uh, my brother and I both walked out. Um, bummed out that that was something that we had went and 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 paid to sit through two hours of because an hour and a half of it was i mean like what's two hours in the world of one piece though like i mean if you're watching episodes i guess it's six episodes see i mean if you're really thinking about it that way it's like what really gets accomplished in six episodes in one piece depends on the arc let's see exactly so, so yeah. Un- unfortunately, if if you are a fan of the One Piece, it's a um, it's kind of a letdown. There's small tidbits 
that they give you. You get to see Shanks do cool stuff for like maybe half a second. And then they they bring in Borsalino and Fujitoro just to have them not fight anyone. Um, which, you know, all of the buildup for this and everything online was like, you get to see Shanks unleash his hockey. You're going to get to see Kizaru and Fujitoro both be there. Uh, you're going to have Navy admirals, like the top tier of the Navy. And the top tier of the pirates. You have Luffy, who at this time is the fifth um, Yonko, you know, which right now in the manga he's an official Yonko, but like he's the fifth Yonko, and you have one of the real Yonko, so you have two Yonko, and you have two admirals. Nothing happens. There's a different bad guy involved. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like weird the Al Yankovic story. There's cameos in it, and you're like, "Oh, look at that! Oh, look at that! Look at that guy! Yeah, how about this guy?" And then they don't do anything with it. So unlike Weird, they don't give you the payoff. That's and a it, bummer. Yeah, it was disappointing. And unlike Weird, the music was not as good. Well, you there can... is like one J-pop song that's kind of a banger, but they make you listen to it like seven times, so you get over it. Well, it's making quick. money. It's making a lot of money. It's in a lot of theaters. Yeah, because um, it's had a lot of buildup. <clears throat> And it's uh, doing very well for itself. But uh, speaking of which, we got to do the box office roundup because we're almost out of time. Uh, so we got to give you the top 10 movies in America from November 4th through November 6th, 2022, this last weekend. Also, watch that shit in subtitles. Don't watch dubbed. Don't watch dubbed. That I can definitely agree with. Don't, don't, don't. And if you're going to be on your phone like, <clears throat> like a dick, go watch the dubbed. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Only dickheads watch the dubbed. D is for dubbed and dicks. Dick Dubbin. Dick Dubbin. That, that, that needs to be like if you were in a band and like you were a guitarist, that's got your guy, your name has to be like Dick Dubbin. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the top 10 movies in America. We're going to start with number 10, work our way to number one. We give you domestic totals only because that's what the studios look, look for in terms of all the green lighting. So uh, we'll start with number 10, work our way up to number one. Jake, take it away. Number 10. All right, before we move too far away from it, one day I'll scroll back and I'll see how many of the weeb emotes were hit during that, that whole thing of me talking about that. Uh, coming in at number 10, dropping from number 8 in its fifth week of release. Still holding in the top 10, Terrifier 2. Brought in $1.1 million this past week, bringing its domestic total up to $9.769 million. I really wish they would have better showtimes for that around here when it was showing. I don't know if it is still showing. I keep seeing videos of uh, Terrifier 2, like little segments of it. It looks so stupid and I'm full sure of it gore. it is super stupid. I kind of want to watch it. What? Really? Well, it's not like a jump scare movie. It's just a creepy, gore, dumb movie. And that's, yeah. that can be okay. fine. We'll watch yeah. it. Uh, and then coming in at number nine, another horror movie in its fourth week of release, plummeting from number five, Halloween Ends, uh, brought in Being on streaming just help. under one and a half million dollars, uh, bringing its domestic total up to 63.48 million uh, in its domestic run. Uh, worldwide, it's garnished over a hundred million dollars. So... Um, that's okay, but for like a for a horror movie that's not a low budget bullshit movie like Terrifier Two, being a blockbuster horror movie, I bet that still pretty like hurts pretty pretty good. So uh, <coughs> hopefully it's making the money from the uh, Paramount Plus. It's doing all or, right. Or uh, uh, not Par- but it's Peacock. It's doing all right. Peacock is where that one's at. Uh, and then coming in at number eight, Till. In its fourth week. I did not realize this movie was in its fourth week. I was sure that this was its first or second week out only. Uh, Till, uh, based on a true story here, coming in, brought in $1.85 million this past week. Um, it's only in 2,000 theaters. Its domestic total is $6.5 Actually, looks like an interesting movie. I don't think the advertising budget was there for it, unfortunately. Uh, it might be something to keep an eye out for later on. I wanted to comment on Dina's comment on YouTube. She said, I watched a good part of Halloween Ends on a TikTok live stream, and it was so damn boring. 
anything you watch on a TikTok live stream is going to be so damn boring. That's true. Like, I mean, th- Halloween is definitely like a, uh, a movie where you need to be in the element yeah. of You can't be just watching. like like this, being like, oh, man, yeah. this is a watching great your movie. Phone, talking to your friends, and it be like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess Michael's showing up. Yeah, I don't I don't recommend that being a, a way to check out a movie. <clears throat> and then uh coming in number seven in its third week out, but Limited first release. first week of wide release, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, climbing from number thirteen, Banshees of Inishirin, which you just reviewed on the show, brought in two million dollars this past week. Uh and that makes its domestic total three million dollars uh so this is its first week of still very limited release bringing in some money yeah it's uh, yeah you you pointed out earlier only in 895 theaters and i guess we're lucky enough to have it here how about that uh and then still hanging in the top 10 in its fifth week of release from sony lyle lyle crocodile something i saw one trailer for and have never heard anything of since except for our readings of the top 10 brought in 3.3 million dollars uh, it's in 3,000 theaters. Uh, kids, movie, they got to have Wide an option release, out there. Yeah. $36.5 million is its domestic total. Don't know how Sony feels about that. I'm sure they probably paid their animators enough to compensate for more than that. Uh, and then coming in at number five, second week of release, Pray for the Devil, $3.893 million dollars. Uh, bringing its domestic total to 13.6 and only its second week. How about that? It made its money, though. I mean, it had a good... Tail uh, end of the yeah. spooky season. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, everyone switches to the Christmas gear. I don't understand it, but y'all but, are but, out there. But number four, though. Number four. Number four, hanging in at number four in its sixth week of release. And holy crap, though. Brought in just shy of $4 million this past week. Smile, uh, bringing in almost $100 million in the domestic box office. Uh, I think you just had it. Yeah, $203 million internationally. How That's a lot that? of money for Smile. Like, That's wow. That's a lot of money for a jump scare movie. Yeah. Wow. Holy wow. That made that made the money. Wow. Wow. Christopher Walken. Walken. The, the lady with her neck goes crack and you're scared. What? Yeah. <laughs> People pay money for this. You just went into Dice Clay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I like how if you're doing New York, it's, and it, and it goes, it's it, Dice. No, it'd be like... Uh, What's what's up with this devil? It comes in and me. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I like how your northeast accent always <coughs> dice, man. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Well, you know. Hey, hey. Taking the third spot in the top ten, Ticket to Paradise, in its third week of release, brought in eight and a half million dollars this past week, bringing its domestic total to forty six point seven. Not bad, Mr. Clooney, for a rom com. No one heard of until it was released, uh, or const- cared about. Yeah, constantly surprised by the money that it's making, but rocking it in at number two in its first week of release in the United States. After months of waiting, just to let you down, One Piece film, Red, brought in $9.3 million from Weeaboos and your good friend Slick Doggy. Being one of those people. There it is. Yeah, no, Slick is Weebs and then me. Ah, Me and Weebs. Yeah, there it is. And then... And the number one. The number one movie, holding strong for its third week in a row, Black Adam brought in $18.2 million for its domestic total of 137 And doing pretty good at international, making yeah. a lot of money. Don't know how DC feels about that, though. Only $137 million. Warner Brothers has to be like, what can we do to reach Marvel numbers because they're I never imagine gonna though they're never gonna. I imagine that Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever, uh, will probably hit close to that number this weekend. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, it's gonna make all of the freaking monies. 
all the monies, and you can see all of these movies that are in the top ten right now get pushed down whoa, by at least whoa, one or two. Whoa, Vince says Black Adam, worst movie of all time. Man, Black Jake Adam's liked pretty good, man. Liked yeah. it. It's not bad. I hate what they did with 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 the Justice Society, but uh, oh, making a joke. I see. Okay. Well, all right, guys. Well, that is our top ten. That is our show. I got to get out of here. I got to go finish putting up Christmas decorations and get more glitter on my face. Uh, but we will be back next week, next Monday. Um, I got a couple of wands in my pocket you need. Oh, yeah. More glitter. More glitter in my face. Uh, but anyway, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find us over on our Facebook, our Twitch, or our YouTubes. We, uh, you know, all these shows are back up there. If you don't want to watch the video, uh, you can you can download these wherever you get your podcast. You can just search Drive-In Speaker Box. There's a hyphen in Drive-In, and then there's no spaces in Speaker Box. And you can get us on Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Or if you are listening to a podcast version right now, you can get it in the live stream. You can you can see all these people in the comments like, like Vince and Night Owlishly and Velvet Santa and Dina and Lojweb and all these people that have been commenting tonight, you can join in on the fun right there every Monday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, right here on any of these three streaming platforms. Uh, Twitch seems to be the most fun, though. Uh, there's lots of fun things. Yeah, you can hit us with the <clears throat> bows up and comer and weeb emotes. emotes. You can sub and give us money directly, which is awesome. And uh, as Vince just threw in the comments, you can... Check us out on the Discord where we continue the conversation all week long over on our Discord. Link is there in the comments, so check it out. Um, anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, Jake's got to go to work. I need to go to work. we got to go to work, even though it is late and it is dark and the hour is upon us. So, um, as always, I am Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip. And, uh, yeah, this is the this is the driving speaker box, and i got to find my cursor so I can play the outro music. And uh, yeah, and then we'll end the show. Isn't that how we? Isn't that how we do this thing? That's like this? the problem. As you leave the theater, yeah. folks. See, that's how it please works. Please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.